Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make a beautiful guidebook for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you get a free guidebook consultation after you make your first guidebook. Get Paid for Your Pad episode 104. Welcome, everybody, to this episode. Uh, Today, it's just going to be me. I don't have a guest. Uh, Unfortunately, my guest canceled. And so that's why I'm recording this episode on Wednesday and not as usually on Monday. So in this episode, uh, I figured I'm just going to go through a number of things that recently happened in the world of Airbnb. Airbnb has made some changes to the platform recently, and also lots of things have been going on in the Airbnb world. So I figured I'll mention a number of uh, things that have come up in the news. But let's start with some of the changes that Airbnb recently has made to their platform. And some of them are quite substantial and can really change um, your performance of your Airbnb listing. So let's start with the title. Um, Originally, the title uh, was a maximum of 35 characters. And Airbnb recently changed that to 50 characters. Now, that's only a 15-character difference, but that's actually quite significant because it's about a third of extra space that you get in your title. And, of course, the title is quite important as it's one of the things that show up in the Airbnb search snippet. So, you know, when somebody searches for a listing on Airbnb, um, the title plays a, a fairly important role and and that's why i think it's it's good that they've uh, increased the amount of characters that you can use so that you have a little bit more space to you know to uh to try and sell your place now um, let's get into the best way to to use this extra space for your title uh this is something that people still struggle with a little bit i feel like airbnb hosts have definitely got gotten much better uh, creating great listings. I remember when I first started uh, back in 2012, um, you know, I was looking for uh, for resources on how to create a great Airbnb listing and couldn't find very much. And I remember looking at some other listings in my neighborhood and they they looked pretty terrible, to be honest. Uh, the pictures weren't good and, you know, the, there was very brief descriptions of the place. So I felt like I didn't really want to use those listings as an example for my own listing. And that's kind of what triggered me into, you know, doing a lot of research and experimentation to figure out how to create a good listing. And, um, you know, when you look at Airbnb listings now, um, I mean, most of them are actually pretty good. You know, it's uh, and that's obviously a result of all the efforts of 
Airbnb, but also all the other people like me who are creating resources on, on how to improve your listing. But uh, the title is definitely something that people still struggle with. And so let me just go through some um, some advice on how to use this, this space, how to use these 50 characters most effectively. So the first thing I'll say is, you know, you definitely want to use all the space that's provided. I see a lot of titles out there that are just really short. And, you know, there's no reason not to use the space that you have. So um, so really uh, use all the space. It's very easy when you uh, put your title in the uh, in the box that Airbnb provides in your listing management system, it will show you how many characters you have left. So it's it's very easy to create to sort of you know, use almost all the characters. Now, when you look at a an Airbnb snippet, and when I say Airbnb snippet, I really mean the whatever pops up when you search uh, when you search for a listing on Airbnb, which is by the way, it's a very good exercise to do. You know, if you uh, if you want to know how to create an appealing listing, uh, a great exercise to do is to to pretend you're a guest. So if you've never used Airbnb as a guest, then you just go on the website and you just pretend that you're going to a certain place, and then you just look for listings and you figure out which of the listings would be the one that you would choose, and then you kind of note down what are the different things that you actually look at while making that decision. So when you look at the uh, Airbnb snippet, now obviously the picture, the first picture is is the one that you know shows up in the snippet, and it's the, that's what people will look at first. But then right below that, um, there you will find the title, and so you know I'd say that's the second most important uh, part of the snippet. Now, um, some there are there is some information that is displayed in the search snippet as well and and that's the type of um of space so it's like you know whether it's an entire home or apartment or a private room and so you know since this information is already being displayed i think it's not very useful to mention that in your title so because you know i see some titles where you know people do mention that they say private room or they say you know apart entire apartment entire home yeah, and, and these are things that it's you know it's it's not necessary to mention that because it's already being displayed in the search snippet. Now the next uh, piece of advice is that you you want to highlight your property's best asset, and you know this is another exercise that I recommend uh, that people do. Uh, it's uh, it's actually one of the first lectures in my uh, in my video course that I uh, have published on Udemy. Um, the the second exercise that I make people do is to write down the best assets of your listing. So what are the reasons that people should stay at your place? Now, because there's, you know, there's thousands and thousands of Airbnb listings in, in most of, of the major cities. And so people have a lot of choice. And so you really want to uh, sort of like have your place stand out by mentioning what your best list, your best asset of your listing is. So for example, let's say, you know, if your apartment is very spacious, uh, then you should mention that if it's, you know, it has a balcony with, uh, you know, a lot of sun during the day, then that's something that you could mention. Uh, location could be uh, your selling point um, or whatever you think that 
that is the best reason for pe for people to stay at your apartment. And another place where you can look, by the way, is the reviews. Um, I, I feel like people often uh, overlook this, but you know, when you look at the reviews, this is what what your actual uh, previous guests have experience you know and and often your guests are much better at describing the experience and describing your space than yourself so this is a great place to look for inspiration just go for your reviews and write down some of the things that keep coming up in your uh, in your reviews and you know if some if if a lot of guests uh, mention a certain aspect of your space then it's quite likely that that's going to be you know your one of your best selling points and so you might want to mention that in your title um, another thing is a lot of people make their title very factual. You know, they saw something like you know, two bedroom in, uh, in, uh, the name of the neighborhood or, uh, the type of building or whatever it may be. It's, it's often very factual and that doesn't, uh, really, uh, sounds inviting to people to click on the listing. So in, instead of instead of just you know sort of mentioning the facts uh, what you want to do is you want to make your title what they call catchy and so what does catchy means well it means that it sounds appealing and to make something sound appealing you want to use descriptive uh, words that that make it easy for people to visualize uh, and so when you know when you say something like like luxurious or spacious or you know like perfect location um you know those are those are things that that people will will find interesting you know that, that these are the type of words that people entices people to click on the listing now uh, last but not least uh one thing you can do is you can you can use your title to cater to a specific crowd so what i do for example is like my apartment is very well suited for groups of guests that consist of two couples and the reason for this is that my bedrooms are on opposite ends of the apartment and there's a there's an outside staircase in between so you can't really hear whatever is going on in the other bedroom you know which is as you can imagine when you're uh, a couple you don't really necessarily want to hear what uh, you know what you're doing you don't want necessarily want others to hear what you're doing in the bedroom of course and so now, I use that in my title, so I say it's like it's it's a perfect perfect for couples. Um, and so you know whatever it may be that you think is you know is a good reason for people to stay in your apartment, whatever specific crowd you want to cater to, um, you can uh, you know you can sort of use your title uh, to do this, and and that way you really stand out from the crowd. And you know you might think, well, if if I'm only gonna you know, for example, in my case, if I'm going to say that my apartment's perfect for couples, aren't you going to exclude sort of, you know, all the other uh, groups of guests, all the, all the other uh, demographics? But I don't think that's the case. I mean, you know, my apartment still gets booked by uh, by groups of guests that don't consist of two couples. You know, it's not necessarily the case that, you know, other type of, of groups won't even consider my listing. It's just that for that particular group my listing is going to stand out and those people are definitely going to check out my listing um, and you know it's better to be very appealing to a small demographic than to be you know sort of like adversely appealing to everybody 
Um, and so, you know, these are, uh, so these are some of, uh, some of the tips that, I, that I would give, uh, for creating a, a good title. Now let's move on to the next item, uh, which is the summary. So your title and your summary can both be found uh, in your Airbnb management section under listing and then under description. So the summary is what shows up right below the pictures. There's a little header that says about this listing. And in the past, uh, we always had 250 characters to, um, to, to fill up the space. And you know, this is sort of, sort of the first thing that people will look at after scrolling through your pictures. So it's, it's still, uh, you know, it's not the, the most important aspect of your listing, but it's, it's definitely a, an, an important part. Um, you know, I think often what guests will do is they read the summary, but they won't read the full description. Um, you know, this is becomes quite apparent when, uh, uh, when you get questions from guests and you now these questions are often, uh, the information is often already in your listing, but, uh, the fact that people still asking these questions shows that a lot of people just don't read the total description. I think this is actually one of the most common complaints from Airbnb hosts is that they say, you know, I'm, I'm getting all these questions from my guests and, uh, you know, I've already mentioned this, I've, I've providing all this information and, you know, and so the guests aren't reading the description, but most of the time they will read your summary. So. This is an important part. It's now 500 characters uh, uh, up from 250. So what do you want to do with this summary? Well, again, it's kind of an extension of your title, right? You want to provide the most appealing aspects of your listing, the most important parts of your listing. And and secondly, you want to write it in, in, a, in a descriptive way in, in a way that it, it, you know, it helps guests to visualize the experience. So instead of mentioning a lot of facts, so instead of saying like, oh, my house has a kitchen and it has a balcony, uh, instead of that, you could say something like, you know, after a long day of sightseeing in the beautiful city of Amsterdam, the balcony provides a perfect opportunity to enjoy the late afternoon rays of light, rays of sunlight, while enjoying a cold uh, beverage, or, you know, I'm just making this up on the spot, but you you get the uh, you get the idea. And then instead of saying, "Oh, I have a kitchen, it has a microwave, it has an oven, it has a you know uh, X uh, pots and pans and stuff," a better way to say it would be something like, uh, "The kitchen provides uh, you know optimal space uh, and has all the." Uh, all the amenities and all the utensils that you need to, you know, to uh, pr to create an awesome uh, meal using all the awesome local ingredients that you can find at the market nearby. And so, instead of going to a restaurant, why not, you know, use this opportunity to uh, to you know cook your own uh, delicious meal with uh, with your friends. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the dining table in the living room. Uh, provides uh, for uh, a great place to actually enjoy that meal. So you know this way you're you know you're describing the experience and and when you describe an experience to someone, you make it easy for that person to visualize what it would be like to stay at your place versus you know just listing the facts. Anyway, uh, that's uh, 
uh, so some of the most uh, important changes that I've seen recently. There's there's a few other ones. There's now a tab that says Home Safety, where you can provide uh, all sorts of information about the uh, safety of your apartment. There's a safety checklist where you can tick off a couple boxes. And there's also uh, a place where you can you fill in some details uh, regarding some of the safety features, like the fire extinguisher, like where it's located, uh, the fire alarm, uh, gas should have valve. Uh, not sure exactly what that means. Actually, uh, you can provide instructions for you know where the emergency exit is and some emergency phone numbers as well. Um, and and you even have the option now to uh, to preview and print. Uh, a safety card that you can then uh, provide for your guests. So it's a nice little uh, little extra uh, service that uh, that Airbnb started offering. Um, I'm not sure if these things are already available in all markets, by the way, uh, but uh, you know they're showing up on my listing, so I'm assuming they'll probably be available in most uh, major cities around the world. Um, there's also a specific tab for check-in now. So you can you can set the check-in window. Um, I set it to 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, personally, and then I do the checkout by 12 p.m. So you can sort of like specify whatever your check-in times are. Uh, another actually quite uh, uh, quite significant uh, addition to to the Airbnb platform is um, there's a tab now. It's called Management, and there's a uh, you can you can add additional hosts to your listing, which is really great because before this option existed, let's say you're going on a holiday and you need somebody else to manage your Airbnb listing because let's say you're not going to have any internet connection. Now, what you, the only way to do this or the only way that you used to be able to do this is you would have to give somebody else access to your Airbnb listing, right? So... Now that's uh, obviously you can, you can do that, um, but but now this person has complete control over your listing. Um, you know, you, you, I mean, you your Airbnb listing is is something that you want to keep safe, and um, and so you know it's uh, not everybody would be comfortable maybe providing uh, giving somebody complete access to your listing. Um, so I think this is a much better option because. Now, the permissions are, you don't give away full control over your listing by adding an additional host. Um, the permissions are, uh, the host can accept, decline, cancel, alter reservations, see and respond to guest messages, edit pricing availability, and adding the listing uh, description, as well as interact with customer service on your behalf. But they can't access like your payout information, your personal de details, and, and, and also, as the listing admin, you can remove the other person at any time. One common question that I get from listeners is, what should I send to my guests before they arrive? It's really common for hosts to send a long email or a long text message to guests with information about check-in and also local recommendations. Now, a better way to solve this problem is by creating a beautiful online guidebook. So for my guidebook, I use Hostfully. They have a great product that helps me send all the details to my guests, and it's built for Airbnb hosts in particular, and their guests, of course. So if you have a chance, check them out at hostfully.com pad, and they are completely free. All right, so that's it for the recent changes on the platform. Let's now go into some of the news items that I've recently come across. 
Um, so first of all, Airbnb has raised another $850 million, which means that the total money, amount of money that they've raised is now $3.4 billion. And if the company is now being valued at $30 billion, which makes it the second most valuable startup in i think in the in the in the history even of uh of of startups but at least it's the most valuable startup after uber now uber uber is uh, is i think valued at like 60 billion or something which is pretty crazy as it's only been around uh, for uh, a very short amount of time but airbnb is the second most valuable startup at this time and you know, I don't know exactly what they are going to do with all that money. Uh, they haven't really provided much information, but I imagine they're going to use it to you know, increase the amount of listings um, to set up more offices in, in uh, emerging markets and different places and to, uh, you know, to kind of aggressively uh, market themselves to, to expand their, their platform. And they, you know, they've been growing really, really fast, right? I mean, I remember when I started in 2012, I think there was like 500,000 listings at the time. Um, and now the most recent number that I've seen was something like 2.3 million, 2.3 million listings. So, you know, in, in just four years, it's, 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 uh, it's gone times four, uh, which, is, uh, which is obviously like an incredible growth. So we'll see uh, if uh, if they're going to use the money to uh, to improve some other uh, things on the platform. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that they should pour more money into is the customer service. Um, you know, I've, the complaints that uh, that I get from from hosts, um, and you know, it's actually funny because some some people seem to think that I actually own Airbnb as the the, the company or the website because I get emails from people saying like, "Hey, uh, I tried to reach your customer support and uh, it really sucks. I couldn't get a hold of anyone. Uh, you should improve it." Or, or you know, I get emails like, "Hey, your website's not working properly. Uh, can you can you fix it?" Um, which is which is kind of funny. Uh, I wish I owned Airbnb actually. Uh, that would be. Uh, be quite nice, but uh, that's not the case. Um, but uh, but yeah, customer service is definitely something that they could improve on. So hopefully they'll they'll use the money to uh, to make some improvements there. Now I've also read a lot of articles recently about you know you know the legislation and the opposition against Airbnb, and you know I've talked about this in the past as well. But um, you know it's interesting because you know whenever there's a step whenever something new comes into the marketplace there's always winners and losers you know there's obviously in this case you, you know i think the the hotel industry is probably um you know the industry that's that that's like not happy with uh with the existence of airbnb because obviously they uh they're afraid that that they'll lose some clients which uh, I, I'm not sure if that's actually the case because, I mean, I, I looked in, at some cities like Amsterdam, for example, and the amount of uh, night stays in hotels actually hasn't really gone down. It's, it's still been going up. So I feel like Airbnb actually, like, it, it, you know, it's, it increases the pie. There's, there's people that travel because of Airbnb that wouldn't otherwise be traveling because some people just don't want to stay in hotels, you know? So they, they um, with the existence of Airbnb now, you know, they, they might be traveling more or, you know, maybe they were staying with family uh, or friends before Airbnb existed. And now they're, instead of staying with friends, they stay at an Airbnb. 
Um, it's also Airbnb has made it more uh, um, more uh, affordable to to travel as well. So that's probably had a small effect. But in any case, the you know, the one argument that that uh, uh, the opposition of Airbnb always uses is they say, oh, it's it's making housing more expensive, it's driving up rents, etc. And I've always felt like that's that's just like not the case, you know. And and the reason is that Airbnb, the amount of Airbnbs, although there's like you know two million or something right now, um, it's still a very small percentage of you know the total amount of accommodation that exists in different cities and and so you know it's just it's just very unlikely that that has such a uh, profound effect if you if you have a city uh with you know a couple million uh houses and there's like a couple thousand uh airbnb listings you now that you're talking about like a percent or so yeah and it's just it's just very unlikely that that actually has a significant effect on uh, on rents and and so you know it's, it's I don't I can't prove that obviously because you know I don't have the data I don't have the research etc. But now um, a a company called AirDNA, uh, which is a company that provides uh, data uh, about Airbnb in in mostly in the US I think they've come out with a a study that sort of confirms. That you know, Airbnb's influence on on rents is actually very small, um, and so, well, first of all, um, you know, most Airbnbs are actually spare rooms, or there are apartments that are just being rented out when the when the owners are out of town, um, and so, you know, that's obviously that's not going to have a big effect on uh, on 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 rents, you know, but. Um, the, the opposition always talks about the commercial listings. You know, they talk about the people that rent out their apartment full time, and and so Airbnb has looked at the percentage of Airbnb listings that are, you know, so to speak, commercial, uh, and they define it as units that are rented for at least 180 days or more each year. And so they found that in the U.S., it's only 9.7 percent of Airbnb listings that are being rented out more than 180 days. So that's a that's a pretty small percentage, um, as well. In in addition, well, they do say that you know if you look at the share of the revenue that comes from these ten percent uh, commercial rentals, it's it's actually f- almost a third. So almost a third of the total revenue, total host revenue, comes from those those ten percent listings that are rented out for uh, one hundred and eighty days or more. And so if you look at the amount of commercial listings in because these are like sort of the this is what the the you know the opposition complains about right because they say oh the, those commercial listings are you know they're more like hotels they are take they take away uh, accommodation space for people for residents for people to live in so if you look at New York for example uh, the biggest U.S. Uh, market you know, for Airbnb um, in New York there's twenty five hundred commercial listings. And there's 2.2 million total rental apartments, so that's literally that's just over one percent, you know. And I mean, there's lots of other factors that are much that have a much stronger influence on on rent prices. Now, another example is uh, is San Francisco. You know, rents in San Francisco have been going up for years and years like crazy, 
And I understand why a lot of people aren't happy with that. Um, but I mean, you know, again, to blame the the the, the one or two percent of Airbnb listings in in a city for 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 the significant rent increases we're talking about like doubling rents over you know over like a five-year time span or something it's just insane like it's it's you know they're, they're just using airbnb as a as a scapegoat um because there's i mean think of all the other factors there that are at play for example you know recently the tech uh uh sex sector has been booming again so you know lots of High paying employees are are uh, are coming to San Francisco, and these people will have to have to have a place to live. And you know, if if you're making like two hundred thousand dollars a year, you can easily pay like three, four, five thousand dollars a month uh, for your uh, you know for for your accommodation. So I think you know those factors are that that's one factor in in San Francisco that's just like you know I think has a much stronger effect than than Airbnb. And even if you look at the history of rents before Airbnb, Airbnb even existed, I mean, in the last like twenty years, rents have always been going up. Uh, there's a, there's no there's no real acceleration going on uh, worldwide in in rent prices. So, I think nothing really has changed. It's just with the existence of Airbnb now, there's a, there's a scapegoat that can be u- easily used. So, uh, I realized I've already been talking for for quite a while. Um, now I I just want to finish with some uh, some interesting facts about uh, uh, Brian Chesky, the CEO of Airbnb. I just found this article on the Business Insider, and uh, it's some interesting stuff. Uh, um, I don't know. Did you know that uh, Brian Chesky used to be a bodybuilder? No, that's pretty funny. I actually did know that, but uh, I'm sure lots of lots of people don't know it. Um, the article has some uh, some other interesting uh, interesting facts. Um, you know, Brian Chesky went to the Rhode Island School of Design, uh, where he met uh, uh, Joe Gebbia, and and you know these guys would eventually co-found Airbnb, and you know Gebbia told Chesky one time after they graduated, they told he told him before you get on the plane, this because he was going to move to San Francisco, so he's like before you get on the plane, there's something I need to tell you. He said we're going to start a company one day, and they're going to write a book about it. Yeah. which which is true i think there's now uh on amazon there's there must be over 50 books on airbnb uh lots of people have written books about airbnb and you know i'm one of them and so that uh that statement definitely became truth um another uh interesting fact is uh the the you know the article shows the uh the the first email the email that uh, joe gabriel wrote to brian um in 2007, when there was a design conference in San Francisco, and all the hotels were be- were sold out, and you know these guys were uh, having trouble paying the rent, and so Gabia sent an email to Chesky, literally saying, "Brian, I thought of a way to make a few bucks, turning our place into a designer's bed and breakfast, offering young designers who come into town a place to crash during the four-day event, complete with wireless internet, a small desk space, sleeping mat, and breakfast each morning." Ha. And so, you know, that was kind of the email that started Airbnb, uh, which is uh, which is pretty cool that uh, Gabia still has that email. And so later they uh, they went on and they uh, they teamed up with uh, Nathan Blacharchik. I was uh, I was wondering how if I pronounce his name correctly, but um, you know, and since then uh, now Airbnb is in like forty 
34,000 cities uh, has been used by more than 60 million guests. And uh, as I mentioned before, it's the, it's the second highest village startup in the US currently. Um, one last uh, funny fact uh, that the article mentions. It says that Chesky is currently dating uh, an artist called Alyssa Patel, who he met on Tinder two years ago. Uh, I find that kind of funny because, you know, I, I just, uh, I know I, I use Tinder and, and, you know, it's a great app, but uh, I, would, I wouldn't imagine that uh, Brian Chesky, uh, the CEO of Airbnb, actually would be in Tinder to, uh, you know, find a girlfriend. You'd, you'd think he... Uh, It'd be fairly easy for him to, through his social network, to uh, find pretty, plenty of uh, interesting women. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Uh, oh, yeah. And then one last thing. Uh, up until recently, Chesky was still renting his couch on Airbnb. And I, I know this is true because I know some people who are fairly close with him and he has been hosting on Airbnb. He's still been renting out his couch for quite a while. But apparently recently he's shut down his listing because... Uh, apparently, actually, he got he got caught by San Francisco law that require, requires hosts to register with the city, and so he was forced to uh, take his listing down. So I I don't know if this is true. I mean, you know, the bus- it's the Business Insider, so it's a fairly I'd say a fairly reliable source. But um, any case, um, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. Um, so with that. Uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, Monday, there'll be a new episode and uh, we'll see you uh, next uh, next time on Monday. So, bye-bye. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.